Hi, and welcome to the Zenial Dome's Little Dome with me, Essel Sears. And me, Gareth Gwynn. This is... <laughs> I always get this wrong. We've been doing this for a while now yeah. and I can never get it right. These are the episodes that we record in between our interviews with um, well-known Zenials, where we delve into a month in a year, this month. Spe- I'm not helping. <laughs> this specific month. But in a zenial year. So a year that a zenial would have been alive for. <laughs> it's this month in zenial history. Thank you, girl. And a zenial is someone born between 1977 and 1985. I don't know why I struggle with it. Because I know what it is. Because we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're quite far in. Um, and what, what, what month are we looking at So today? we are still in July. Um, we are recording this on a very rainy day, though. So actually it yeah, feels like a... It's a miserable July. July day. Yeah, you're right. You're very right. <laughs> and it's July 1983. I was alive, but I won't know much about it. So how old would you have been? I would be under a year old. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I would have been two. And the reason I picked this one um, is because it's the month and the year that my sister was born. So my my first sister, um, and she turns 40. Yes. This month. Oh, there we are. Yeah. Okay. So I thought, and she's a fan of the Zenial Dome. Great. Like, she messages me all the time. So I thought I'd give a shout out by using her birth as one of the key events. Great. So <laughs> normally we have details about the key events. Of sure. The, I have details. Um, tell me all about it. <laughs> her name is Gweno. I did not want her. Right. <laughs> Classic first child. Apparently, when my mum brought her back from the hospital, I threw a brush at her. Mm, yeah, that's that's quite yeah. And strident. then my my grand both my grandmothers had to take me out for a walk, and I screamed the whole way. <laughs> so you definitely were old enough to clock that she was here that to stay. Someone else was now in the house getting all the attention. Right. I mean, it, it explains a lot about me. Yeah, none of this reflects brilliantly <laughs> on you. I mean, it is worth saying that you started this by saying, oh, I'm doing this for my sister. And then you have spent the entire time talking about yourself. So you've, you, you really like tick that box. And don't think that that's not the birthday present I'm giving her. <laughs> this is quite a sciencey. Good. Because uh, I have to work quite hard when I do mine to not just oh, pick the science stories. Oh, fine. Okay, so I've got two science stories for you. So the first one is um, July twenty uh, fifth of July, nineteen eighty three. A baboon embryo yeah. was successfully conceived in a laboratory dish in San Antonio, Texas. Okay, so uh, what? <laughs> haven't we had the first test tube baby yet? No, I don't think we've had the first test tube baby. Uh, oh, let's let's check that. Because it'd be actually, would be well, that's weird. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Imagine you've you've already had a test tube baby. You're thinking, yeah, no, I'm I'm not I'm not satisfied with that. The first let's test tube. The first test tube baby was 25th of July 1978. What? So why are they conceiving baboon embryos? What's <laughs> This doesn't make any sense. Hang on. Let me look here. There's an article here. A female baboon believed to be the first non-human primate conceived in a laboratory dish. It's not It's not something to celebrate. Because you know when we sent a monkey into space first? Yeah. 
We did dogs, then we did monkeys, then we did humans. We didn't go, we've got humans into space. Okay, let's see if we can get a giraffe up there. (laughs) Actually, though, I'd quite like to see a giraffe in space. I'd love to see a giraffe in space. Because does the helmet just cover the top? Or does it go all the way down the neck? (laughs) A really long helmet. There's a lot of... The more you think about it... Oh, we've done tadpoles in space, I think. Have we? I think so. Yeah, I'm sure we've... Or some sort of amphibian. That's interesting. I think we've, we've... Taking something up. So, so, the baby, named E.T., was born on July 25th, six months after its test tube fertilisation. And coincidentally, on the fifth birthday of Louise Brown, the first human conceived in vitro. Tell you what's odd about that is the fact they've gone, do you know what's funny you've got in common with this baboon? <laughs> Apart from everything. <laughs> Same birthday. Also, also she's, th- she's there turning five thinking, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've what- already done this. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make... Right, okay. Dr. Com... I-, I feel like I asked one question about this and it's blown the whole thing apart. <laughs> they should have had me in the lab in 1983. Yes, because I, I read this on face value thinking this was like a massive big step in getting to the human version. I was pretty sure that the first test tube baby, which can't be the correct term still, uh, I, I was under the impression that she was older than me, and I'm right, which is why I was so confused. You were right to be. Yeah. Like I, I, okay, Dr. Thomas Kewell, head of the Foundation's perinatal biology programme, said E.T. was the 10th attempt... So they've tried ten times. It feels now more like he's just got a bee in his bonnet about it. Yeah. More than anything else. Yeah. Like, this doesn't need to happen. Now he's just like, this This is eluding me now. <laughs> his wife has just said, do not come home until you've sorted <laughs> He's got a room full of other test tube animals. And there's just one he can't. <laughs> They've got got test tube cats and test tube dogs everywhere. They're easy. You can just knock those out. (laughs) Don't use the word knock out when when talking about uh, fertilisation. The success rate for humans and baboons appears about the same. A dismal 10%. So, but they've already managed the human one. Yeah. Oh, anyway, I I really hate this story now. (laughs) You came in very confident. I did. There's a photo of it there, the, the baboon. Oh. It's quite cute, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, let's not talk about this anymore. Right. Nineteenth <laughs> <laughs> of July, nineteen eighty-three. It's the first time a human head is recreated three-dimensionally using a CAT scan. Right. I, as far as I'm aware, this was never done before. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that, that's quite. So we lie someone down, we put them through the CAT scan, and we get a model of their of their head yeah so it's the first time we've had the 3d yeah that feels like a very big deal yeah so michael vanya uh institute of radiology st louis computer aided aircraft design techniques were adapted to make the cranial imaging possible since then ct imaging has become a cornerstone of the medical profession good have you ever had a cascan no i have not have you no I've had an X-ray in Paris, but no, I've never. 
Why did you have an extra in Paris? Oh, so um, I went to Paris on a rugby trip with the Welsh Society in uni uh, to watch the rugby. And we were out afterwards in a square somewhere. And I was karate kicked in the stomach. What? By a a French teenage boy. What, so you didn't know? No. So this wasn't like university hijinks? No, because we, we weren't even that drunk by that point. And... This group of kids were just nearby, and I don't know. I don't know if maybe something had happened with someone else, and that he had lashed out or something. But he he karate kicked me in the stomach. Grief. I fell to the ground. Um, obviously winded. This is a horrible story. <laughs> it's a horrible I thought this was going to be like, oh, I was on the rugby trip and I fell, and I got a man with a beret picked me up and carried me to a hospital. And this is the opposite of that story. <laughs> Someone rang for an ambulance and an ambulance turned up. But the ambulance, like from memory, it was tiny. It looked more like an ice cream van. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, I was asked if I want, because I could take one person with me to the hospital. And I was asked who I wanted to take with me. Was it one of my friends who could speak French? <laughs> or was it some guy I fancied oh, who no. couldn't speak French? Oh, no. And so I obviously chose the latter. No. <laughs> so no. I, yeah, so I don't really know what happened you after that. You may as well have taken the kid who kicked you. Because <laughs> he probably knew French. <laughs> he definitely knew French. I need to be able to tell you what happened. I know, I know. Anyway, so I got to the hospital. They they did pregnancy tests because in case, in case I was pregnant, because obviously I couldn't speak French to tell them I was. <laughs> so, so they literally had no idea they what had to they test for everything. <laughs> Did you try and say I've been karate kicked by a French? Oh teenager? yeah, but I don't know what karate kick is in French. Le le karate geek. <laughs> just the words in an accent. <laughs> With le at the beginning. <laughs> so, so they gave you a pregnancy. I mean, that's that's quite funny. That is really funny, and I and so they and they X-rayed me as well, and I've still got the X-rays at home. I want to frame them because I, I think it's yeah. a really funny story. <laughs> but yeah, I've never had a CAT scan, but I've. I mean, the, the, there's so many like <laughs> supplementary questions off the back of this, like from start to finish. The kid did he just Who disappear knows? into the crowd? I don't know. I have no idea because at that point I was on the ground. Did your friends go? Trying to apprehend. Probably, yeah. But I don't. Yeah. So we never know what happened. We never to know him. what happened to him. He could still Maybe be loose. Maybe he's the president of France. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> and then a few years later, in the World Cup of two thousand and six, in the World Cup final. <laughs> yeah. So and nothing happened between me and the guy I fancied, and my my friend still speaks French, <laughs> yeah. and has actually married a French woman. So yeah. <sighs> Well, that, what a story. I know. Uh, are you all right now? I'm fine. Good. I think so. Good. I think I'm fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's the only time I've ever been to Paris. I feel like I should go back because I don't think that's the true Parisian experience. <laughs> <laughs> you know when um, when Carrie goes there in Sex in the City and she wears really nice dresses? Like, that feels like the Parisian experience, not being granty kicked in <laughs> the stomach. And I feel like if you went back and it happened again, <laughs> that would... I think that's then a you problem. Imagine. <laughs> then I know it was me. You I know it was me. And the, the teenager is now in his thirties, st- st- standing, <laughs> standing at the entrance of uh, I mean, the tube. How old is Macron? 
<laughs> Let me... He'd, so this would have happened if you were at university this would have happened right, right at the turn of the century yeah so like, I would have been like 20, 21 so 2000, 2001 sort of time yeah I really hope there's a French podcast <laughs> called <laughs> Le, Le Dome Zeniel <laughs> see all you have to do is put learn front yeah, of it and sw- I switched them around that's a trick I learned from Welsh <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Do you know what? Macron is a Zenial. Is he? Yes. Um, but 77, so he would have been older than me. But, well, but I think he's quite short, right? So maybe I mistook him for a teenager. For a teenager. <laughs> well, we should get him on either in his capacity as a Zenial or to apologise on behalf of his country. That's one of the weirdest stories. Yeah. But it, it's weird because in my head, like, I can, I can remember the square and I can remember, like, the lighting in the square and I can remember the group of teenagers... I just don't know what happened between me noticing the, the lovely ambience to, <laughs> <laughs> to then being face down on the floor. <sighs> anyway. Right. <laughs> what were we talking about? July 1983. <laughs> so 14th of July 1983, the arcade game Mario Brothers is released in Japan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're yes, back on yes, track. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game produced by Nintendo paves the way for future Mario games to become one of Nintendo's greatest creations. Absolutely love it. Brilliant. I've completed it. Using all the cheats, I've completed it. <laughs> Straightforwardly, I completed it. I did a documentary a few years ago about Harry Seacombe. Mm. I had to listen to loads of archive. And my brother, just for my birthday, had bought me a version of Super Mario Brothers as like a little handheld game. Yeah. And I just listened to... Interviews with Harry Seacombe and played Mario solidly for a month. Oh my god. That's the best month of my life. I was genuinely wondering then how you were going to link Harry Seacombe with with Mario Brothers. Well, everybody knows (laughs) (laughs) that they're a toned Mario character (laughs) was based on Harry Seacombe. Yeah, I absolutely love Super Mario Brothers. What a game. and, And in fact, we're recording this in the London Welsh Centre, where we're going to record a live edition of the show tonight. We've got the Super Nintendo plugged in over there. Yeah. I was playing Super Mario World before we started recording these. Oh, yeah, I went to sit down for a bit, and I turned round, and you just stood there. But the screen's too big. You feel like you're in it. It's a little bit frightening, if I'm honest. It's quite who, overwhelming. Who would you be in it, if you oh, were well, in it? So, what if, if I were in Mario? Yeah. Mario? Okay. I think. That's the only. That's the one you play. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> don't want to be one of the others. I don't know. Or Luigi. Who does your personality align with? I mean, the, this is the thing. As the years went on with Mario, they yeah. started to like thrash out. I mean, and the films and the backstory <laughs> of it all. Fundamentally, I think I identify with the little plumber man <laughs> who would quite like not to be attacked. It's a lot like your story about Paris, really. It's like, who did I identify with in that story? Oh, the the kid who the kid who leapt out of nowhere and kicked you. Oh, I think I think you're meant to identify with one of the ones. Oh, fine. Who's trying to get out of the game? Fine. Rather than okay. Is maybe um, that that's like a psychological test that they they run on people yeah. to see if if, <laughs> if they're uh, going. Uh, maybe mad. maybe there's someone who's like, Do you know what? I really hate plumbers. 
<laughs> oh man but yeah so because my kids are now into super mario's uh, super mario's <laughs> super, super, well what are they playing so we obviously play um mario kart yeah i'm always roy uh roy he's new yeah i don't know where he's come from but i just like the name yeah <laughs> <laughs> roy um and then they like super smash brothers oh yeah but i'm awful at it because I don't know what the controls do. Those games, there was always a any sort of like beat 'em up style game. There was also there was always a like healthy tactic in just pounding the buttons. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. but it feels like there should be a system to it. Well, we can play Street Fighter Two. Oh, oh, can we? Yeah, I've got that. So that's on the same console over there. Oh, okay. So we could do that now. Let's do that. <laughs> Suck this off. Do that now. <laughs> so yeah. So while I was hating on my on my newborn sister big things were happening in japan <laughs> well and you know ironically a game based around siblings sure <laughs> and i have played uh mario kart with with my sister with your sister so, yeah is your sister taller or shorter than you taller and does she wear green uh i don't oh i don't know if she does actually because otherwise oh, she's the, very the... much <laughs> genuinely didn't know where that was going <laughs> This is a weird line of questioning. <laughs> Do you want to buy her something for her birthday? <laughs> is it... There's a thing. I saw something on TikTok the other day, actually, about um, elder and, um, elder sibling and the next one down, that the the second sibling is always taller than the first one. I think well, my brother might be taller than me. Right, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think and my sister's is. taller than me. Yeah. It's really weird. Why would that be? <laughs> and Luigi is taller than Mario. Yeah, I don't know. I probably because I spent my formative years bending down to talk to him. <laughs> and then suddenly you turn your back and bang, they've they've overtaken. It's real tortoise and hair stuff. Is it like are we are we like the first pancake? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one you give the dog. <laughs> So that was July 1983. Uh, great, fine. I mean, <laughs> fine. one of the stories, Peter. One of the stories wasn't as big a deal as we thought, and the other one, we actually spent longer talking about the time you got assaulted in uh, in France. It's um, all relevant. Uh, yeah, get in touch with the show, the Zenial Dome at Hotmail dot com. I mean, there's got to be some talking points in that, hasn't there? Are you a tall first child? Or did you, or did you leap out of a crowd to karate kick someone? In? I'd love it if this was like, you know, the programme Long Lost Family or Surprise Surprise. Oh, yeah, where we've, we, bring we reunite you. Yeah. They're here tonight. Run! <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a head start this time. <laughs> We could have him on the uh, the live show in Aberystwyth. I would absolutely love that. Get him on stage and just do it again. <laughs> Recreate it. <laughs> oh, well, there we are. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back uh, next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bonjour et bienvenue au Dôme Zignal, le seul podcast français dont le titre s'inspire d'un projet d'infrature britannique raté et d'un jeu de mots en anglais. Aujourd'hui, nous revenons sur l'année 2001. La Peugeot 307 a été élue voiture de l'année. 
le Tour de France a été remporté par Lance Armstrong et bien sûr, le moment culturel le plus important, nous sommes tous devenus absolument obsédés par le film de Jackie Chan, Rush Hour 2, qui n'a pas passé l'année 2001 à donner des coups de karaté à tout le monde. Je sais que moi en tout cas, c'est le cas. Si vous avez donné un coup de pied à un étranger après une rencontre sportive, contactez-moi par courriel, MySpace ou bien sûr Minitel.